0: are listening to WHOA Podcast, Podcast. coming to you from Gainesville. Gainesville. Florida. Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. What's up, man? What's up, man? Not oh. bad for a guy with a bum leg. <laughs> I know, man. You guys, I was uh, in the mountains playing Capture the flag with my kids, and I really messed up my knee, and it's, uh, you know... He's- hobbling around like an old man. Intense. Did you win? Did you capture the flag? You know what? My teammates, which were my seven-year-old and, like, I don't want to say seven-year-old friend, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, Emma. uh, Maddox and Emma, they were in the prison, the jail, which was the tree, (laughs) and I made the jump, tagged the tree, got them out of the jail, but wrecked money in the process <laughs> anyway you know, you know it's it's part of it man. i but told it, you it last time nice after the trampoline
1: yeah. you need to take it easy yeah, so karma's catching up with you buddy
0: i know man i feel the feeling that old age <laughs> feeling that old age you know
1: right. so well i know you're excited to get into this episode. Dude, i can't wait We've let's been talking get about this going a while, let's roll it before we do let's introduce some sponsors gainesville harley davis and colin did you know that Gainesville Harley Davidson does rentals. Yeah, I, I mean, I do now so. <laughs> because we talked about that, which yeah. is still really, really cool. I'm still uh, juiced for us to do that sometimes. So I'm waiting for you to ask me out on a you know motorcycle date, but. For you listeners, if you have a motorcycle license and want to experience, the, uh, experience and feel the iconic rumble of Harley-Davidson yourself, Gainesville Harley has a rental fleet that is ready for you. You can take two or three wheels for a spin anywhere for a day or up to a week. Check them out at 4125 Northwest 97th Boulevard or give them a call at 352-331-6363.
0: Yeah, man. That'd be so much fun. It would we, be fun. We, got, we gotta do Before that. Before
1: things get like super busy, I think me and you need yeah, to go for a motorcycle that'd ride. That'd be a blast.
0: You guys, we also want to thank Jorge and the crew over at Gainesville Turnover Specialist, which is brought to you by the one, the only, the best restoration. The masters of disaster, baby. <laughs> um, you guys, if you own an apartment complex or any other type of rental with one call, let me repeat, with one call... The Gainesville Turnover Specialist will be able to go in and make the apartment look brand new again. There's no need to call somebody to clean the carpet. There's no need to call somebody to go in and fix the hole in the wall. You guys, the Gainesville Turnover Specialist can do all of it. Like, they are your one-stop Shop. So just call Jorge and the crew over at Gainesville Turnover Specialist. Again, brought to you by the best restoration. Uh, you can find them at 352 or you can call them at 352 363 6622. Again, that's 352 363 6622 or uh, check out their website at yourgts.com. So, yeah. So thank you, sponsors. And you guys, also really quick before we get into this episode, I wanted to give a really mad shout out to uh, our to, uh, our friends over at the Business Report. Um, you guys, I don't know how many of you noticed, uh, if you haven't noticed, Go check them out. These guys have been writing our blogs for the podcast. Um, they're on our website. They've been doing write-ups on the stories of our podcast guests and sharing these on the Gainesville Business Report. Um, it's been a really, really cool collaboration. Um, so uh, you know, we're so blessed to have other community partners like the Business Report who are helping us, you know, get our get this message, get this mission out there, um, and really highlight what makes Gainesville so special, which is you guys, all of the awesome business owners that are out there uh, just contributing to Gainesville. So the Business Report of North Central Florida is your source for business news in Alachua County. Get your business news at GainesvilleBizReport.com. That's GainesvilleBizReport.com. And uh, yeah, Scott, April, team over there, thank you guys so much for your contribution. And uh, now, let's get into the show. I am so excited, you guys, because today on the show we have Amir Rubin, founder and formerly CEO of Paracosm, recently acquired by Occipital, a company that builds devices to 3D map the world. Did I say that right? Yeah, Ocipital. yeah. Man, that's Man, like, that's like a mouthful. I feel like I did pretty good, though. Amir, welcome to the show, man. Yeah. I'm so excited to see you. Excited to be here. Yeah. So Great. dude, we we just love to dive right in. We want to throw it back to your to your story, kind of hear your startup or your your you know, Gainesville life and how you got to where you are right now. Oh, so yeah, man. So share it with us, please. Wow. All right. <laughs> it's like the the best open-ended so question Yeah, just tell us everything. Everything. Go. Go. All right.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, everyone. So, um, you know, I I grew up in South Florida, and I came to Gainesville for for an uh, engineering degree at UF, and I uh, you know really loved uh, loved Gainesville. I, I love the vibe here. And also, I graduated like 2003, 2004. And uh, as a computer engineer, right now, it's like a, uh, you know, I'd say it's one of the the hot careers out there. Everyone's like, learn to code, everyone's hiring, there's not enough programmers. But in 2003, 2004, it was uh, the death of the Software and computer engineering industry, no, you know, no one remembers that era. But it was close to impossible to get a job uh, in any sort of uh, computer IT-related field. The only options were like, you know, government, defense contractors. Everyone was saying the American software industry is over after the first dot-com crash, and there'll never be an American software industry. Everyone thought it would be outsourced overseas, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, you know, there was no job prospects. I at, at a school at the career fair. There was just, you know, at at at, at the UF. There's absolutely nothing. And coincidental with that, my uh, girlfriend at the time, who is now my very lovely wife, uh, had just been accepted to uh, University of Florida uh, Veterinary School. And so I also needed an excuse to be in Gainesville for a few more years. <laughs> and I thought to myself, okay, well, how, you know, there's no job market for computer engineers or software developers, there's, you know, I need an excuse to stay around town for a few years, why don't I start a company with some friends? And uh, we did that. And, uh, you know, we, we had no idea what we were doing, but somehow the, the company lasted a long time. And that was my first company, it was called Prioria Robotics, and, you know, we, we were building drones and stuff back in you know, 2005, 6, 2007. But uh, eventually I I left my own startup and I helped a new startup in town get off the ground. It's one called Shadow Health. And I, I spent a, a year or two with Shadow Health getting them you know, I was their first employee and we built version one of their product and now Shadow Health has a pretty big team now selling to nursing and medical, so the dental students all over the country. You know, they're, they're doing great. And um, and then bringing me to today is, uh, you know, one night in like 2012, I, I just woke up in and just the middle of the night and I just had this idea to, you um, uh, you know, what if I, you know, what if I could virtually revisit all the cool places I've ever been to in my life, you know, you know, there's like this new wave of virtual reality that's starting to pop up. What if I could recreate all the amazing castles and like, you know, cathedrals and forts from when, you know, my wife and I would like go on trips and traveling and I was like, how How can I build such a device to to do that to to capture the world and share it? And uh, that that was the birth of Paracosm i I called up um, uh, a bunch of friends here in town who were, you know, super sharp group of people. I knew from the Gangel scene, and we started Paracosm January. Like first two thousand thirteen we or maybe it was January third, two thousand thirteen, but we've been you know I guess that's just about seven seven, seven years now, and we finally started figuring out how to actually. How to actually build? <laughs> how to actually do this? <laughs> took a while. Uh, I asked so many questions. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like like what? Like you know, having that vision or just like having that idea spark, and then and then actually having the guts to like put the pieces together to like execute it. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like dude. And not only that. So when did well? Let, let's take a huge step back. When did you arrive here? Because you said you graduated '03, Yeah,
2: yeah. So I got to Gainesville, I think either 98 or 99 as a freshman
0: at okay. UF. Yeah. So now you've been here over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Gainesville, time time flies. Doesn't that blow right. your mind? Cuz yeah. that's when I I got Damn. here in 2002. When did you get here? I got here in 2004. Okay. Wow. So so like I mean, so Gainesville's changed so much, yeah. Right? You talk about the landscape, the entrepreneurial landscape for sure. Like, think about yeah what it looked back, what it was like back in you know 2004. Yeah, it was it did not exist (laughs) exactly. (laughs) which is crazy to like. It's crazy. Yeah,
2: there was like, there's like a few hints. You know, there was like a few like threadbare things going on in like 2004 or five. Like there was a video game studio that actually did launch a game and actually ended up becoming now like, you know, the top video game in the world is here at a games lot of one of the, the people from that studio and there was a, you know, a you know, group of guys that started uh, Groove Shark which, you know, revolutionized the music industry. So yep. there was it, was, it was an odd time in like 2005 and six where there was really nothing but the, the beginning threads of what has become the games we'll scene where we're start the people were starting to plant the seeds back then, I'd say. Yeah, we were unloading boxes of,
0: yeah. of scooters. I was just thinking of yeah. us unloading truckloads Rotting of riding little pocket of, bikes. Of, pocket bikes, <laughs> <mic>, yeah, <laughs> pocket bikes. Uh, dude, it is such a such a strange time, uh, for sure. I mean, does it it just blows your mind like it blows my mind looking and back? It was a weird time. thing at that time too
2: to uh, start a company like everyone thought it was weird like right like parents or my parents were like well one day you'll get a job and I was like well maybe but um we create a job yeah I'll create the job I mean there's no there's no jobs in computer engineering or software development anyway like might as well create our own and this was even before like I remember we went on google and we're like how to start a company and, like, <laughs> and there was just there's nothing out there like why com- there why Combinator didn't even exist yet when we started uh, in 2003 2004 when we started Prioria and so it was just trying to figure it out. Ourselves, what, how the hell to do this? Yeah, dude, was, it, was it actually Google that you used to search? That? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and the Google did, didn't. There wasn't a lot of content. Didn't work that great back, back, back then. I was trying yeah. to think of all the search engines. I yeah, used it had back just then. gone. It had just gone public. So I was like, oh, you well, know, it's Google so just IPO. They must know what they're doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, dude. And
2: one of the Google founders <laughs> <just IPO'd>
0: from, <laughs> from Gainesville too. Dude, it's okay. so yeah. funny because I'm like thinking back to that time. and you're absolutely right. There was no, there were no, no resources. There were yeah. no incubators, accelerators. And it was actually. I talk about that all the time. What there
2: was, there was like is, uh, and it's still around, is like there was like a group of retired people, like retired accountants and like office managers who would volunteer their time. So like everyone told us, oh, go talk to these guys. So we talked to all these like old guys who used to be accountants and like office managers at like local businesses. And they're really nice and really helpful. But, it, you know, the advice... Uh, an accountant from like 20 years ago it has it has actually steers you the wrong direction actually and so there's just not much to, to go on you know it's like yeah. pretty pretty grasping at straws you know and and uh, yeah it, it took
0: it takes a while to figure it out you're just not, like if you started a company in like 2004 or whatever like in those early like you were nuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you were just nuts, yeah. and that, like, now, like, now, 2020, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, oh cool, man, yeah, like, another yeah. startup. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's starting companies, it. yeah. it's like, it's like yeah. so natural. Do it, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's super interesting. So, with uh, so you actually what you got some friends together. The, 2013. Ch- yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, what, what are these conversations like, hey, buddy, like, I want to start a business. Yeah. 2013, yeah. this is my job. idea. Yeah, quit, quit, quit your job. Quit your come. job. Let's <laughs> like,
2: do this. And they're like, how, how's this business going to make money? Like, we're going to be like, 3D mapping and capturing like, places in the world, like, castles, how's that going to make money? I was like, I don't know, but, <laughs> we can figure all that out later. And, uh, and I was like, all right. And then they're like, "How how are we gonna do this?" I was like, "I you know I don't I don't exactly know either, but I have an I have a, like my feeling is we can use a combination of like cameras and this new fangled Microsoft Connect camera, and we're gonna you, you know process the camera images. We're gonna use a Microsoft Connect, and we're gonna mash all the data together, and it's gonna work. And uh, and they're like, well, how are we gonna pay for it? And I was like, I, don't know. I I have a little bit of money saved up. I'll, I'll just pay for it out of the, <laughs> out of my savings, and we'll we'll have it figured out in just a few months, no problem. And you know the, you know I ran out of all my money in like you know two or three months. That didn't last very long. And then, um, and then. Do you mind telling us how much money that was? It was about like uh, it was like it was around two hundred thousand bucks. You had two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, from that. my previous startup.
0: Yeah, and. You went through it in three months. Yeah, three months. It was more like six months. Yeah, six. Still, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> two hundred <laughs> yeah. grand, six months, yeah. two thousand thirteen. Yeah, come on, friends, Just burned we'll do right this. through. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I, I'd, I'd made a few bucks from from my previous, you know, and in between startups, I did some consulting that that paid the bills. So I had, you know, cost of living gains a little low, and I was like, well, I got I got all this cash, like which is a huge benefit that yeah. everybody needs to understand. Yeah, exactly. Cost of living
0: is super low, and
2: okay. and so. I, uh, you know, and again, everyone's like, "Well, you should, you should put that money in the, in the stock market. You should put it in a four hundred one k." And I was like, I was like, some of it was in a four hundred one k, and I was like, "Screw that!" I like, and so I cashed out the four hundred one k, and I, you know, like, pulled, you know, just pulled all the money into a company bank account, and then after that burned out, um, uh, you know, again, it's like the the community support here, like. Uh, one of the local guys in town, uh, Ken McGurn, uh, who's one of our early investors, introduced me to um, like a really great guy, a philanthropist who does a lot of scholarship work at UF, and, and he was a really successful entrepreneur out of South Florida. And uh, so Ken brought this guy to our office, and he saw what we were doing, and he's like, "I have no idea how you're going to make money, but it's you have a great team, and like this is really cool tech." And and he cut you know, uh, an angel investment check to us after just meeting us for a day in our office. So he cut us a check for a few, you know, 100 grand. And then, um, and then, you know, we started getting a little momentum going. Um, uh, we, we put out like, um, I started talking to people out in like, you know, one of my favorite stories is like, I started calling up like universities that were doing similar research, uh, and not just UF, but like there was other universities doing really relevant research, so I, like, I started talking to them about what we're doing, and one of the researchers I was talking to had just got a job at Google, and then uh, after a few months at Google, he called me, and he's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta talk to my team here at Google, and I called them up, and they're like, yeah, next time what you're doing sounds interesting, next time you're in Mountain View, like come by, visit us, You know, we, 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 sh- we should talk. And I was like, yeah, I'll let you know next time I'm in Mountain View. And uh, so this is like- Boke the plane ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I write, immediately I hung up the phone, <laughs> found the cheapest plane ticket I could. It was like in three weeks from there. And so like, you know, three weeks later, I called him, up. I was like, hey man, I, you know. happen guy, to be coming through town. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm in, I happen to be in Mountain View tomorrow. Like, are you gonna be around? And, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, come on by. So I actually did get on the plane. And I, uh, and uh, that went on to be, um, and now defunct, but at the time, much hyped project called Google Project Tango, which was a three D mapping smartphone. And so, we uh, we met with the team doing the Google Tango team, many of whom I'm still in touch with even now, you know, six something years later. And we, uh, you know, they paid us as a uh, you know a few bucks to, to help them develop their. Their uh, some software for their Google Tango phone, and then in early 2014, there's a big launch video and fanfare for the Google Tango phone, and um, you know I, I never feel bad about shipping a product late because in early 2014, the whole Tango launch video happened, and the product actually didn't come to market until like two or three years later even. So it even took Google a long time, but. Then off the hype of that launch video, at this point we had angel investment, we had worked with Google, and so we had all this momentum behind us. And then uh, uh, another really awesome person here in town, uh, Phoebe Cade, actually uh, introduced me because uh, everyone in know another big advantage of games everyone's kind of knows each other. Yeah, you just kind of know everyone in Games. It's a weird, wonderful thing. So she's just like, oh, you got to talk to, you know, this person I know, and. So she introduced me to someone and he's like, "Oh yeah you know you I'm an investor, but you know i I'd love to invest but like talk to my friend in in Boston and uh first let's see what he says and his friend in Boston was one of the top venture capitalists in Boston, and so i uh i had uh, I, I i hopped on a like a ten minute skype call with this guy in Boston he's like, oh next time you're in um uh, you know, next time you're in Boston or, or New York, he's like, you know, I, he's like, actually, I'm going to be in Manhattan and next week, Wednesday. I have an hour slot. So if you happen to be in Manhattan, like, whatever, I'll have lunch with I'm you like, Oh my gosh, I, I like, can't believe yeah. it. I'm going to be in Manhattan. And so, you know, Gainesville 5 a.m. flight. I was in Manhattan. I was in, I was at the lunch place <laughs> right in time for lunch. And I, I had lunch with the guy. And, you know, they, they cut a few million dollar check. And it was it's like, a few million yeah, dollar check. Yeah. And so uh, that, that's kind of how we, uh, we got our start and they 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 asked me to move to Boston so my wife and I moved to Boston for you know like 2014 15 and then we worked with irobot they're based in Boston they actually invested in our company as well and you know we started getting all sorts of good good action on the on, on the front so it's yeah it's kind of a, a a lot going on yeah so that's
0: not part of the acquisition no so what what happened is um, these are just these are just angel investors. This is angel investors. Yeah, we're on board.
2: Yeah, and then there's kind of like a like starting in like a, in like 2016 ish era, investors started to have like a venture capital goes through. Uh, and, and if anyone doesn't know, venture capitalists are a specific type uh, class of investor that invests in high risk technology startups and. They go through trends just like any industry. So, the trend in 2014 era, when we got our first tranche of money, uh, you know, like the 2012-2014 kind of mindset was like, "Hey, if it's a cool tech, let's 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 cut a check." In 2000, you know, 16ish era, which was when I was looking for our next check, because by this time the team has grown, we need a new check. They started to ask, "Where's where's your where's your revenue?" And you know, we want to see. Business models and revenue, and it's like, wait, what? What is that? You know, where did this come from? This is a new trend, and even now in 2020, it's even a new trend, which is uh, we don't care about revenue. Like, we want profitability. Where's your Where's your margins? Are you sustainable business? Right. So,
0: it's, you think that's just because there were so many over evaluated startups yeah, there, it, with great ideas but low execution or like what do you think I think there's a lot of a lot of factors that play into it I think
2: um I think it's a that's part of it I think some of it is just like technology trends like the 2012 2014 era was kind of the birth of a lot of new technologies so people were getting their money into these like really new ideas of like now everyone knows about machine learning or artificial intelligence and someone's heard of it. Like it's what powers everything from Netflix and YouTube recommendation algorithms to like um, you know some of the like Snapchat, fancy Snapchat filters that detect your face, things like that. So um, you know there's this new at the you know the, the, the machine learning boom started in like 2012, 13 and there's a lot of other technologies, you know, cryptocurrency and, and uh, early virtual reality, augmented reality. So there are so many new ideas happening and the, the birth of self driving cars that people were just trying to pump money into these new ideas. And as the ideas kind of matured, uh, they wanted to start to see money come out of it. And now that a lot of these super hyper funded early companies, they either got acquired or flamed out. So now investors don't wanna see all these $100 million investments flame out anymore, so they wanna see like some sort of business model these days, um, which, um, at least for certain types of startups. So yeah, it's just like a trend, it's all these waves of uh, VC thinking. I'm sure once a new, once like, the new new technologies come out, they'll go back to just saying, Hey, this is a cool technology out of a cutting edge research lab. We'll go back to just like funding like hypotheticals again, but more mature technology based ideas, they want to see dollars these days.
0: So, the guy in Manhattan, right? So, yeah, yeah, so you got to take it, you go up there, yeah, and, made, and, um, and I mean, you made it sound like had a meeting. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm like, how I'm, how long was this meeting? Struck you a check? They like struck yeah. a check for millions of dollars. Like, you mean that sounds super easy? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I just wondering, fall was it, was it that tank. easy? <laughs> no,
2: I'm, I'm romanticizing a little bit, I think. But you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's like a whole dog and pony show. You know, like I, I flew out to Vegas and pitched, you know, the Zappos guy Tony Shea and and his fund actually you know joined in on the round, put in, put in some cash. I. I you know, uh, flew back to, to Boston, you know met with iRobot again, you know, and I still have a good relationship with a lot of those people there. They put in some cash. I um, flew back down to Florida, met with uh, New World Angels out of Tampa and South Florida. They put in some cash. I went back to New York and met with uh, some great BC funds in New York. You know, UF introduced me to a venture capitalist out of Philadelphia and that works with the University of Florida. Um, uh, technology licensing group, and so you kind of cobble together, like, you know, investors like to, if one investor shows commitment, they're called your lead investor, and then everyone will kind of throw into the pot if there's someone anchoring it. So, like, if you, we raise like, around four million bucks, so, like, the first investor puts in, like, a million, and then you cobble together, like, half million dollar checks from a bunch of people, and you you end up with
0: you know four or five million bucks that way. Were you familiar with the art of pitching at the at that time? Was that like a completely new, you know? Yeah,
2: it was. Um, it was. Yeah, it's. And even now, if I were to pitch again, I would be rusty. Like pitching, you got to be. It's like, it's just like any skill. Like even if I was really good at it back then, since I haven't pitched in a long time, I would be. Really rusty now, so you have to. It's like uh, you got to get really good at it, and so a lot of people here in town. There, there used to be a group called like the Florida Institute Commercialization, like Research Institute. Like Stephanie George and Jamie Grooms was the head of it, and like they did a lot of time, spent a lot of time coaching me as they would any you know Florida company. But they they were really great with me, and they spent a lot of time coaching me. So I was able to take their advice and. Then just practice it. And one of the tips I learned is like set up a lot of investor meetings, like dozens of meetings. And the ones you don't really care about, do those first to like grind out all to to have all your all your uh, mistakes in in the low stakes meetings. And I and I did. I, I had m- dozens and dozens of pitch meetings preceding this where I failed miserably and. Uh, some of them I actually really w- didn't want to but you could tell when you're failing a pitch and I was just bonking so I was just okay where, where did I go wrong okay I need to tighten up that answer oh I need to fix this part of our business and so by the time you're ready for the real pitches it's like okay I, everything's tuned up and every, you, you know every question is going to be asked of you you have the story like you know you got to craft a story that um, like uh, unfolds in the investors mind like you want them to feel smart listening to your story like lead them down the path that when the light bulb goes off it's like whoa you mean if we three dify the world we can enable this entirely new class of technology that interact, like all oh, this digital technology will understand the real world and robots can navigate the real world and you know like Digital overlays, like we now can connect everything. connects if you have a digital map of the real world, and then when they when that light bulb goes off and they see our demo, they're like, "And you're the solution to this. This is going to be huge." And and they get excited when that that light bulb goes off, and that's when they write you a check. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I and love it. yeah, and I remember one time, one of my favorite investors. Uh, uh, I happened to be in New York. Uh, a, a different time and someone you know one of my, my boss investor um, was like oh there's a New York investor who's interested in meeting with you he'll 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 get in touch with you so I'm in my hotel room and I remember at like 1.30 a.m. my phone buzzes with a text message from this investor like hey I hear you're in town I have a breakfast available tomorrow morning and I was like well my flight out of JFK leaves at 10 a.m. so could we do like a 7 a.m. breakfast and he's like, sure. So like I like like show, I I I prepacked my bags, showed up to the 7 a.m. breakfast and like nailed the pitch. And then like at like 8 30 I'm like, all right, I gotta go catch my flight. And there's like all this <laughs> traffic on whatever that highway is and like I get to the airport and like I just sprinted across JFK Airport and like got onto the flight as they closed the door. I was like dying out of breath and I was like, I hope that was worth it. And yeah, he you know, he wrote the check too. So Dang. Yeah, that's just how you got you just gotta chase chase the money. And um, you know, there's there's a yeah, there's a whole science to it. Like I I spoke I was I, I would speak at conferences and and you know um and you know, I, I some of these conferences are really great and they actually have speaking coaches. So they would spend a lot of time training me how to speak and answer questions effectively, and um, you know, uh, you know, some of the people here at UF uh, introduced me to like uh, folks at NVIDIA. You know, one of the NVIDIA co-founders, a UF engineering grad, and so uh, you know, he, I had lunch with him in San Jose, and he's like, no, we'll, you know. We're not gonna invest in you, but we'll we'll hook you up. So they gave me like a speaking slot at their premier conference, and then they had like a professional speaking coach spend like Dang. weeks with me preparing for it. That's and cool. you know they put us on all their social media accounts, and they gave us all this promo. And so it's you know yeah, there's a lot of you know you start to get get kind of trained up in the the art of pitching and and. Uh, you you stop. You, you learn how to be shameless about it. You just can't be shy or
0: embarrassed about what you got to pitch. <laughs> so tell us about when the acquisition happened. Like what like what that process was like. When that happened, and then I'll shut up and let Mike ask uh, yeah, questions. because like I'm, I, I, I know, yeah, no, I'm just sitting here. I know, man. I've got yeah. I Keep like writing down question after question after yeah. question. I'm like, oh, we're gonna be in for a six hour podcast. If, yeah, <laughs> if yeah, I keep yeah. yeah, that. yeah. But, no, it's, it's but, So tell us. Th- that. Yeah. So the. Basically, the the two
2: things that happened were, as our, as the as the tide shifted from, kind of the mania of you know the 2012 to 2014 era into the, you know the 15, 2015 kind of transition, as the mania of like, hey, we're doing all this augmented reality that's going to affect robots, which is why I robot interested. It's going to affect phones, which is why we work with Google and like. We you know, the, you know, virtual augmented reality are gonna be built on 3D maps. And so we had all this like excitement and, and built up and the investors like at, at these board meetings starting in 2015 and like heavy in 2016, they started asking, well, okay, it's the first time I got this question, how, what was your revenue this quarter? And I'm like, where did this question come from? <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean? Like we're just building cool shit, and like, <laughs> like, and and I was like, didn't you see? I gave all these cool talks at conferences, and all these people think what we're doing is so cool. Like, what companies? What we're supposed to make yeah. money? What yeah, yeah. Talking about, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's supposed to. And I was like, but we're just building tech. We're not building a product. And they're like, well. Build a product and make money. <laughs> and because we're not going to give you any more money unless you're making money. And I was like, oh geez. So that was like 15. Yeah, like 15, 16. That's and mean. so okay. I you know, I was like, okay. Um so we um we kind of slapped a product together. And uh, you know, we had a bunch of 3D mapping software, we had cameras, Microsoft Connect, we kind of slapped it all together. And started, instead of going to these, like, kind of fun, you know, high-profile tech conferences and, like, um, we started going to, like, industry, like, 3D scanning industry conferences. And so we kind of changed, instead of, like, going to, like, the NVIDIA conference to talk about robots and this and that, we started going to, like, the 3D scanning conference for, you know, scanning oil rigs and gas pipelines and construction sites and you know survey stuff and we're like well maybe we have a new method of 3d scanning you know business stuff and people will buy it and they did (laughs) and so uh but then they bought our our system which was like microsoft connect camera thing and they went to use it and like we only ever really used it like in our office and people's houses, they took it out into the, the real world, and it the device failed completely. And so, we had all these angry customers, and they weren't angry that they spent five thousand dollars on our system. They they were angry it didn't work. And so I was like, oh, okay. What well, so what we got to do is, um, we got to, um, you know, they're not price sensitive, but they want they want something that's going to work. We have to build our own doodad, our own device with like real high power sensors on it that can actually work on a construction site, that can actually work on an oil rig or whatever. And we looked into it and, you know, nothing really existed. But then there's a new product on the market, like late 2015, that was like this new emerging. Uh, technology to enable self-driving cars. So a product hit the market that was a laser system to like, if you put it on a self-driving car, it'll avoid crashing. Like if you ever see Gainesville have like a little self-driving bus, you see like these little cylinder domes on it, those are like laser systems to like, they shoot out lasers, just like the laser clicker, you get it, um, like the the Home Depot or whatever, right. and it tells you how far away stuff is, and, and so, and they, it shoots out hundreds of thousands of laser dots a second, and so um, I was like, let's uh, let's let's see if we can use one of those as our three D sensor. And uh, you know, it, we couldn't buy one, so we we kind of unofficially borrowed one from a lab from UF, uh, from one of the engineering <laughs> labs. And I uh, love your terminology yeah, on stuff. <laughs> and we uh, we built a prototype with. Uh, cameras and this self-driving car laser and it it worked really freaking well. And we uh, we showed it to our investor and I was like, this is gonna be the mapping pod that really can map the world and it's gonna be amazing and we're gonna map everything but the way we're gonna make our money is we're gonna sell this to like construction sites and factories and oil rigs who wanna 3D map their, their, their stuff. And the investors were like, uh, Okay, well, go do that then. I'm like, well, here's the good news: is you know, I just need another check to do it, and you have plenty of money, so <laughs> write me another check. And 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 uh, and so they're like, they like, we don't. They're like, no. Why don't you, you know, find someone else to, to write the check for you, and we'll we'll support you if you find someone. I was like, come on. So, um, so uh, occipital. Uh, was like well we, we're we a 3D scanning startup and we, we have a lot of expertise. So I, I, I knew everyone in the industry know each other so I knew the founders of Occipital and they're like hey we, we have a lot of expertise in building 3D hardware. We're not afraid of it the way investors are because investors don't, some investors uh, don't like investing in hardware. They only want, they want to invest in software. So Occipital uh, was like no, let's let's launch this product. This is going to be awesome, and so I was like, oh, well, this is a cool option. And so instead of finding an investor, we'll we'll merge into this other startup that's already building three D sensing devices, and it'll be
0: cool. And and that was about two and a half years ago. Okay, and so I know that there is a huge piece that you said you and your wife had moved to Boston, and then we yeah, and then but but your company like
2: is here. Yeah, we kept the team here in Gainesville. Okay, and then in two thousand sixteen. I was like, uh, when, when all this discussion with the investors happening, I, I was like, well, I don't really need to be. Um, I'm here for 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 you, for the investors, and if you're kind of, you know, uh, not enthusiastic about a hardware product, then why why am I paying Boston rent? I love Boston, but why am I paying Boston rent prices? I'll I'll, I'll come back to Florida, and we'll we'll. We'll build this new hardware product that I strongly believe in is 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 going to be a really big product. And if 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 our boss investors aren't so excited by lasers and fancy camera systems, then you know why why do I gotta still be up here. <laughs> okay. And so, what year did this? Merger? 2016. 2016. And then the 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 merger with Occipital happened 2017.
0: Okay. So 17. So three um, years later. Three years later. Well, where are you at now? So we have
2: yeah we've shipped. So it's. They, they they've been really cool. Um, we uh, you know we kept our team in Gainesville, occipitalized offices in Boulder, San Francisco. So we we've been through a lot together with them as a company. There's been a lot of changes, but like yeah, we we finished the prototype. You know the the team here in Gainesville worked like triple overtime. We we finished this laser scanning prototype. We. Um, uh, got it, uh, you know, the, the first like 30 or 40 units like uh, we built in our own office and like a lot of people didn't sleep for months while they built these in our office and we're like, all right, let's see if this will actually, if people actually are interested in this and we, we sold the first 30, 40 systems that we built out of the office and in contrast to when we tried our first version, like, you know, hacky Microsoft Connect product two years prior, like this time it worked for people and then they asked to buy more. And so we, we found a manufacturer and-
0: What does something like that cost?
2: The retail is uh, $32,000. Okay. And so it's, uh, we're like, yeah, well, people, people are buying this. And, you know, we've, we've, we've shipped, like, we've, we have units, um, yeah, we've shipped, few hundred units and like we have systems in uh like it's ma- like 3D scanning and mapping the forests of Japan uh you know 3D scanning like construction sites in you know in all over the US 3D scanning um like uh you know historic sites in Europe you know ge- like geographical surveys in like Malaysia Singapore uh, Thailand, we have systems in like France and London, oil rigs and and
0: uh, and like in Norway and mm-hmm. like yeah, uh, all over. It's kind of crazy. So with like the original investors and all that kind of stuff, I mean, have they received a return on this on all this investment when the merger happened, or is it still like in the process? Still in process. St- okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're still waiting. Yeah, yeah. Anxiously. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, man. This is this is neat, Mike. Maybe got? a
1: little less anxiously if you're popping out thirty-two thousand dollars sales. Yeah, they're, they're, I they're mean, seeing...
0: yeah, I'm sure they're like glad
2: to see that, right? Yeah, I mean... yeah. And so you know, we're we're working it, like, uh, and yeah, it's it's been it's been a ride, it's been an adventure. Yeah, that sounds for sure. like it. And man. then it's cool. you know we're, you know, we we were kind of like, you know, for up until this year, like there was really just paracosm you know, now functioning as a division of occipital
0: and um, How big is that division real quick? Like how many people
2: you got? We're currently like, uh, we're currently like 15 people. Okay. And we're, um, yeah, up until this year there was really like, just us and one other competitor and then we, we gained a third competitor. Uh, so there's like a company out of London and Paracosm were the two companies doing this and then like two years ago, uh, a new competitor like popped up, you know, and, and all great companies were friends and so this whole new market is being pumped by like these three small startups creating this entire new category of 3D mapping and and now that we've kind of proven the market, like this year there's already like like, three new competitors like from from well-funded companies like popping up cuz they're starting to see like like this new category of 3D mapping that we helped pioneer is kind of becoming an industry um industry trend and so yeah we're we're a bit far afield from the lofty dreams of like scanning castles and you know mapping the world but but you know it's you know it's business use cases I guess yeah yeah
1: so when you have investors that are kind of keying in on wanting you to be profitable, you said that was one of the trends, and you've got a, you're, you're pioneering a new to market technology. How do you even set a, a price on, on, you know, what what margin, I mean, I'm not asking for specifics, but yeah, how, do you, yeah. how do you even set a price on what you
2: need to, yeah, to make it, them happy? I mean, Yeah, it's it's always tricky. Uh, So you're kind of like, why not forty five thousand? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. You just when you you got the first sell at thirty two, where you're like, damn, that was (laughs) too easy. (laughs) Yeah, our competitors charge like double, so we probably should look into that. But (laughs) it's um, yeah, it's tricky. Like we, what we what we really saw was what I really want to do. I've always wanted to do is have the, the hardware be really competitively priced because we have all sorts of grand ambitions for software add-ons that we want to do. Like right now this is a pod, it has the laser I discussed, the camera, battery, like a little computer processor, all in a, in a nice little 3D mapping pod. And you put it on a stick or a backpack and you go for a walk or a drive and after you're done walking or driving through, you know, some people map buildings, office buildings, army bases, city blocks, construction sites, forests, after you're done walking through your environment, you download, you process the data, you download onto your computer, and you have your your 3D file, it's like a 3D world. And, um, you know, what I always wanted to say is, well, let's try to get our system as economical as possible because the real value is the way people are using the data. You know, they're using the data to manage their tree inventory in a forest. They're using their construction site scan to make sure the construction project is being done correctly and on schedule. They're using the data to measure the volume of dirt stockpiles or to measure the, the topography of, of the, and the geography of, of a flood zone or a landscape. And so, or, or to do like a, a, a land survey and I was like, we're just one step in a in a workflow. Like I want to start making software solutions that that go up the value chain and, and I want to charge money for that software. So I kind of wanted to keep the price um, low as a way of like getting into the market and creating a new category, you know, because um, before like the the whole category of handheld, 3D mapping systems, which I'd like to think we, like, like I said, we we're one of the first two or three companies to do this, and now this year there's, a, the the, you know, it's become an actual industry category. But you know, I was like, let's we we first need to pioneer this new concept of like anyone can walk around a facility, 3D map it. Then they're going to ask the next que- next question: What do I do with the data? So, you know, we have all sorts of grand ambitions about building software to analyze the data and that's where the the real home run I think is okay <laughs>
0: that's so
2: cool so what kind of team do you have to build around you
1: like are, do you consider yourself like a visionary i mean you you talk about waking up with that idea like hey i want to 3d map the world is it is it something where you like have to surround yourself with people that can go execute that or or what? yeah I
2: mean, yeah i mean that's that's part of it's like Yeah, you just, you you kinda, that's exactly it. You know, you, you, like the core technology is uh, broadly uh, would be considered like computer vision. And the, uh, and you know, you just, the whole, but that's like the core technology. But when you're building a product, like we need to have, you know, there's a little bit of like web development in our product. There's. There's Windows app development. There's, you know, the computer vision technology to actually does the 3D processing. You know, there's electrical engineering. You have to manufacturing engineering, mechanical engineering. So yeah, you kind of assemble, assemble the Avengers, assemble and get the get the team together and um, and uh, somehow a product emerges. If you know everyone kind of. Um, Uh, cranks on their piece and and, you know I I used to be the funny thing is no one no one at Paracosm would ever believe this of me but like back when I was in school like I took a lot of software and, and product engineering classes you know UF had a great product development program where they really talked how to how to build a product and it really influenced me and I used to be a stickler for like really good product development processes and like how to how to run the process? So, you know, there's actually a there's a there's an actual structured workflow how you build out a product with like requirements and engineering documentation. And I used to do that like the first company I mentioned. You know, when I started, we were building drones in 2004, and like we we spent six years doing a really rigorous like product development. We had documentation, we had project management, we had planning, and we, uh, long story short, we we, in my opinion, beautifully engineered and beautifully product processed our way to a product that not a single person bought, <laughs> and so I spent we spent six or seven years at my first company right out of school, doing everything the right way, and it 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 didn't sell a single unit, and so I was like, I'm not gonna let that happen again. So so at Paracodm, it was just kinda like, I instinctually know, okay, we have all these pieces of the puzzle, like, find the person I know who can kick ass at that and like, let's just hack together this prototype and we're just gonna hack it together and we're not gonna mess with any fancy documentation and we're gonna build the first 30 in our our lab and we're gonna see if people care. And that's
0: how we did it. Okay, so with the first, Company, you're talking about priori? yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, was it? It sounded like you created something awesome. Was it just that you didn't build out the sales team? We like actually now, we, had,
2: we had a fine sales team. It, it was that we it was it that was just too expensive. Like it, like it was what, just the the oh, one, the market itself was not, not there yet. Not there yet. So it was building drones like ten years too early, and then when the market did arrive, uh, DJI is uh just owning the market right now from right. from China like no one can compete with them on cost but effectively like yeah with that we we had a great engineering team our sales team was actually quite good and it was just and our marketing was 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 good too like we had good awareness we had we were doing things re- pretty well it's just if if the market's not there like uh then And if you're just way too early and, you know, at the time drones were only for like really professional and really like sort of defense-ish related applications, like now people have drones as hobbies for like filming for fun, filming their friends, you know, and, and just general photography. But back then it was really, the purpose of small drones was really like, you know, Defense, defense reconnaissance and yeah. like you know and 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 doing little re- recon patrols and so there wasn't really a a real market to sell
0: it to yeah okay so fast forward to today now you're selling these pods right yeah i mean did you had to build a sales team around that like or is mm-hmm. that sales team you because i mean you know i'm like I'm listening. I'm like, to me, you seem like a really great salesperson because, like, you're, you're obviously selling this vision for the company really well. Yeah, no, right? we, so we, have, that- we
2: have a we have a good sales team. Like our parent company, Occipital. Um, uh, you know, the 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 CEO of Occipital actually is, you know, acted as our um, really skilled uh, executive. Acted as our like effectively VP of sales okay just to like step into that role because I you know my backgrounds really engineering I, I, and like for for like specific customers like you know myself and like one of the senior biz dev managers on our team uh, would would be like the build like personal relationships with like key customers and so uh, but yeah I mean it's one of the areas like our, our parent company helped a lot out with and and yeah, that's kind of how how we did it there, and it's, you know, it's uh, yeah, sales organization is a whole other, whole other,
0: uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of worms there. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of why I was interested was just because it seemed like you done yeah. an excellent job, for, like selling your vision. So I was wondering I, if that I, responsibility had fallen well, on to you. But it's, it sounds it's interesting because it's like, I think of
2: it as like, you know, business development where it's more like, like myself and and one of the senior bizdev sales managers on at paracosm we like to go in for like the one-on-one meetings with large customers like if we're talking with like a you know like a big company with a lot of factories or like or like a cool strategic partner that has a really cool idea for our product i'll absolutely go into the meetings all the time and like or if it's like a really interesting customer like a Nation nationwide construction company or something, I'll absolutely do that meeting. But, you know, uh, VP of sales and daily sales is kind of like a, it is a disciplined process where you gotta, you know, you gotta, have, you know, you have to have a sales team trained up, you gotta be, you gotta have your sales materials, your sales pitch, your, you know, your your cold calling, your inbound pipeline, and so there's you know our marketing team over the years did a lot of work on building inbound pipeline and and collateral for the sales team and setting us up on trade shows and industry awareness like we worked with um you know sales consultants around uh around town and like even the selling factory in town a little bit and like working on you know sales scripts and outbound calling and then you just run run the run the machine yeah yeah yeah, it's 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 a lot different than building the the product development engine. You know, there's it's like it's it's, it's kind of like everyone needs to work together on one product, but the 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 machinery of sales, marketing, business development and then product engineering are all kind of different enough that they all sort of and even manufacturing, they all sort of are their own bubble that um, everyone needs to work together uh, and our team does a great job of that, but it's also like uh, uh,
0: they're also different. <laughs> yeah. This is really cool, man. I mean, we have to wrap it up. In a yeah, night. yeah, yeah. But any last uh, questions from you, Mike? Yeah, so when we start talking
1: about VR and stuff, that gets way too nebulous for me. I don't mean too nebulous <laughs> in a bad way, but like, it's just something that, like, I, you know, it's like I consider myself a pretty smart person, but when you talk about that, I don't realize how much I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I'm reminded of a time that uh Colin and I went to to Florence. Um we went to Florence Italy in two thousand eighteen and one of the thoughts, I don't remember if you said it or something, but it was like, man, it'd be really cool. Here we are in like this, you know, Renaissance rich area if you could like walk through walk through the streets and like see what it looked like during the Renaissance, but then exactly. you're also looking yeah. like what it's like now. Yeah. And so I hear you talking about like, you know, mapping mapping areas, downloading it and then like are like maybe altering those worlds, but is that is that something that's that's becoming a reality? Are we close mm-hmm. to that? Does it already exist and I just don't know about it? But like that's the kind of stuff that fascinates me. Like being able to to go to these historical spots. Yeah, yeah. It's, and be it's, able to have like a side by side of like this is what the
2: coffee shop is, but before it was a coffee shop back in exactly. you know, here, yeah. this is what it was. Yeah, that's the dream. Uh, oh, you know, so it's cool. it like the the foundation is there. Like the right now, what's keeping it from existing is like uh, there's still a few fundamental like problems that need to, there's a few fundamental like research problems that still need to be solved. And there's a few like engineering problems that need to be solved for it to be a reality. But like you you can actually like, at the same time, the the bones of the problem, there, there's enough work done that someone can make like a one-off kind of very specific experience. Like on this one street, someone could build that Experience, but for it to be like a true scalable, like global scale, everyone in the world access to it. uh, That's where that's where we're marching towards, and there's still a few fundamental problems left to be solved for that. But like, like if you were to tell me, like, hey, make me a demo just for this one cool street in Florence, that could be done today. It would be a little janky, but that could absolutely be done. But to do it the way everyone in the industry is imagining. It's in progress, but it's happening. It's getting there. ETA, Throw a dart and tell me,
0: hey, you know, what, you
2: think year is, like, what year can we expect this? Are we five years, <laughs> are we 20 years? Not 20, Lifetime. it's like I, my gut feeling is like it's on the horizon of, uh, I feel like it's on like a horizon of like five-ish years, you know, which We'll see what that means, but yeah, it's like right. it's not like twenty years out, but it's it's like a five-ish year horizon, I would guess. Like, is, so it's is it's,
1: there something specific, like a specific area that you feel like is the biggest like holdback?
2: No, it's just it's just like a little bit of everything needs to be needs to be uh, figured out still. Like a little more like processing power, like five G network speeds, a little better like headset. There's a few like um, computer vision problems that still need to be solved you know uh and they all are all those things that need to happen are already in a good place they just kind of need to be solved into like out of like a research lab into the real world is what I think these final years are gonna be if that makes sense Sounds yeah cool so, yeah so yeah well, hopefully we'll have you know hopefully we'll have some cool updates on this exact question uh you know, maybe I can talk more in in a year or two on it. Yeah, dude, it'd it. be yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: That's what's yeah. gonna be super fun about this is doing doing the follow-ups. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like I'm like thinking I'm like man like should have invested years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always what you're you know, like I know, I know that we said, we're yeah, joking yeah. around that like the investors are still you know, anxiously waiting, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, it's like, to me it's like, man, this is gonna be, this is gonna be great, yeah, it'll be a great yeah. payout for them one day, I'm super proud of you, man. Yeah, this yeah. is super cool, and be to be able to say a company like this, you know, came, spawned from Gainesville, and you guys are right downtown, got that team there working. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool, man, so, yeah. uh, so congratulations, I mean, I, I so I gotta ask, I mean, did you, did you ever think, think that that two hundred thousand dollars of pulling that out of savings yeah, yeah. did you ever think you'd be right here today when you did that oh uh
2: no no I, <laughs> I i uh i i didn't even really know what would happen i just i just felt like this was really important to really important to do <laughs> that's
0: cool man i'm excited to see where this ends up Absolutely. Yeah, this, is gonna, this is gonna be a really really yeah. fun to keep track of uh, we got we got to wrap up I, I actually have other stuff that i wanted to dive into so i'm, I'm gonna change up the side hustle a little good, bit good, because good. what a lot of people don't know is that so you had covid19 yeah 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 and it sucked it sucked <laughs> it the worst yeah and so uh if you haven't seen the side hustle which is our little preview to this episode go back and look because i'm gonna ask them about that in the side hustle and, and dive into a little bit of that um just super interested on your take on it and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. So, so definitely go back and check that out. And uh, where can our audience kind of keep up with this project and yeah. everything that you got going on? Yeah. is there a place to get updates? Like, what's Um, where, where can so they visit? They can uh,
2: combination of. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really active on on. I have a Twitter account at Amir Rubin. I don't really tweet though, but, um, you know we have a you know our web our website is paracosm.io our parent company is occipital.com and uh, or maybe it's occipital.io i need to check but um <laughs> uh, the uh, you know uh w- and you know between between like our social media pages you know and just uh you know maybe some Uh, general like tech world news you know people will be able to follow some of our next steps but you know the Paracosm uh, 3D, at Paracosm 3D is our our Twitter account so you know follow Paracosm and myself on like Twitter, LinkedIn and you know we uh we post updates on on all of our latest adventures it there. It
0: still feels very kind of behind the scenes. Right, yeah. Like top, top secret stuff, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: we'll make some better announcements soon. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. cool, man. anything leaking out, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. seriously.
0: Well, thanks again for coming on our yeah, show, absolutely. man. absolutely. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, World, thanks for listening. you will know, say, definitely like leave us a review. Don't forget to, uh, you can now ask Alexa to play WHOA podcast and she will do so. Uh, you have to say, W H O A podcast. Um, when we created the name of this podcast, we weren't thinking about how Alexa would respond to certain things. <laughs> so, so just know that and. Uh, you know and and of course like go to our website whoagnv.com if you want to connect with any of the sponsors uh, or any of the people that support our show see the calendar that kind of that kind of thing it's all right there we have links to the sponsors we have the swag t-shirts on there everything guys so definitely uh, definitely connect with all of them there and uh, our shop and everything and uh, that's it guys this is the WHOA GNV podcast the podcast for mm-hmm. you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa Give us your best whoa. Whoa. (laughs) We'll see you later. Bye.